0: Hi, this is the Mentoring Lab podcast, where we create a work BFF mentoring movement, one episode at a time. Here are your hosts, Sarah and Kelly. Hello and welcome to the Mentoring Lab podcast.
1: I'm Sarah and I'm Kelly. And how are you today, Kelly? Sarah, I am fabulous. How are you? doing okay. Not
0: quite as fabulous. I'm a little cold today and I would be a little bit better if it would stop
1: snowing outside. Um, because you know how much I love
0: snow. So much so I wish it would
1: stop. <laughs> well, I love to look at the snow, but I don't like shoveling it, driving in it, or even playing in it. But All you know, the above. Yep. Yeah. It was good
0: when we were kids and we got snow days and we could go sledding with our friends. But now, nope. I'm like, it's cold, it's wet, and it makes a mess. All right. So enough of the snow talk, right? So it is time for our Whiskey Wednesday shot, a toast to our wins and a toast to our losses for the week. So Kelly, what was your win and what was your loss for this week?
1: My win for this week was joining a book club with a book that I'm really enjoying. And um, when you have a book that's hard to follow, it makes it a little bit harder to enjoy. But this one I'm like really enjoying and it's hard to put down. So my loss was learning not to keep tapping download um, when it says download here and it doesn't look like it worked and you tapped it and tapped it and tapped it because what ends up happening is when it finally does download, you get seven copies of that book. So, <laughs> so that's what I learned. Tap once and stop. Be patient, right? Right, right. So Sarah, what was your win and loss for this week?
0: So my win for the week is kind of weird. I don't know. Some people might think it's weird. I think it's kind of weird. I actually took a vacation day on Friday to do some house cleaning and organization. Um, It's something I've been really wanting to do after the holidays and kept putting it off. And there was just different things irking me. So I took a vacation day and I did it. And actually, every time I go into my living room or my dining room and even my kitchen, I reorganized um, some, some shelving in there it makes me happy. So to me, that's a win. I just feel happy when things are more organized. My loss for the week actually just happened the last 24 hours. As you know, we recorded a really great episode, our next round mentoring roundtable episode with um, some colleagues of ours. And when I went to listen to the rough cut last night, I realized one of the recordings um, for one of the participants did not turn out correctly and didn't match up very well. And um, the sound is no good. But it was a big lesson learned on my part. Now I know what I did wrong um, and how to fix it in the future to prevent it from happening. So that kind of sucks. But it also was a big lesson learned on my end.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what it's all about. Just learning as we go, right? Yep. So are you ready for our toast? I don't know, girl. I've been smelling it and
0: I'm like, (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, no, I'm ready. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Let's do it. Here we go. Here's to our wins. Here's to our losses. Here's to one day being our own bosses. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, whoa. <laughs> I wasn't quite as bad as I thought it was going to be, but um so what do you think? We just had the what, the Jim Bean vanilla?
1: Yeah. And actually, yeah, it was pretty smooth. It was, um, I was a little apprehensive that it may burn like the last shot that we <laughs> did, but this one was pretty smooth and, and, you know, I like sweet. I got a sweet too. So it had a nice little sweet to it. So I really kind of like that vanilla whiskey. So I'm glad that we tried it.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of surprised too. It, it's, it had a stronger smell to me. It had that, like that Jim Beam smell. So I was kind of a little apprehensive, but yeah, I have to say it was pretty smooth. Okay. All right. Now we're ready. We celebrated. We got a drink in us. All right. So friends, have you ever found yourself in a situation at work where you passed up an opportunity for either a new project or a new role because you were playing it safe rather than taking a chance on yourself? I'd like to ask you, have you ever found yourself in a situation at work where you took on that opportunity, but only to regret it later because you felt pressured to say yes or maybe it just wasn't the right fit for you. Um, and a lot of times when that happens, we usually suspect that from the start. Or maybe it was the right opportunity. It was just at the wrong time. So if you're like us, I think most of us have experienced these situations where Looking back, hindsight's always 2020, 20, right? Where we wished we would have had the courage to either say yes on taking the chance, of, taking a chance on ourselves or having the courage to say no to opportunities that just weren't right for us at the time. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode, courage at work. And two things we're going to be focusing on in this conversation is the courage to say yes, so it's moving beyond our comfort zones or fears, but also the courage to say no. So, Kelly, if you could start off the conversation by talking a little bit on courage and why it's important.
1: So courage, as described, um, just want to put a quick little definition out there, is the spirit that enables a person to face difficulty, danger, or pain without fear. So that's courage. It's something that um, comes up within ourselves. And it's important To face our fears and move out of our comfort zone. Because if we don't, then we don't ever take that risk. We don't ever take that opportunity. We don't ever realize the things that could have, would have, should have been that could really be great. So I I think it's normal, or the norm is that opportunities, like you said, get passed up because um, people don't have the courage or they fear it and they don't recognize that they're smarter and more capable than they are, and that if they just have that courage to say yes and take that opportunity, that they're going to realize that they really can do things that they may not have thought that they could do previously. And um, in my experience, having the courage to apply for positions that I had no prior training or background in have actually led to career diversity and growth for me.
0: And, you know, it's funny because you had mentioned that to me before and I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Sure. But then like when we we're talking about it, um, right before we were going to record, I was like, so you took on positions that you had no training or background in. And I was like, I can tell you as someone who works in, um, human resources, uh, organizational development, etc., that would never, ever happen in today's environment, um, you have to have some sort of training or background. So that just goes to show you um, how times have really changed and evolved, but that doesn't mean you still can't put yourself out there to new experiences.
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely. And when I was doing this, albeit they were entry level or um, okay. early career type of positions, I thought, well, what's the worst that can happen? They say no. You right. Know, but for me, it worked out. I applied and I was selected. So each, um, decision to do that led to the next opportunity. So it worked out for me just having the courage to just apply. And um, like I said, what was the worst that was going to happen? They say, no, big deal. Right. Apply for another <laughs> job.
0: <laughs> so you had shared with me some really good relatable stories about a few career milestones and how courage played a role in them for you. So if you could share with our friends, uh, one of your early entry level career milestone stories.
1: So, yeah. So I would say the first 10 years of my career was like that, like applying for positions that I didn't have training or background on. Some of them, I just saw the title. I saw it was career advancement and I applied. I didn't know what it actually entailed but I was motivated for career growth. So that's what gave me the courage to just submit my application and see what happened. And one position at a time, I grew in my career, one step closer to the career that I ultimately have today. And like I said before, it really gave me a diverse foundation for the position that I hold today, um, taking these different steps along the way. So on the flip side of that, there's what we're calling self-directed courage, where I had the courage to pursue these positions that I didn't know a whole lot about. I didn't know where it would take me. I just said, let's just try it and see what happens. And that's so can not- Can I stop you yeah. really quickly? Uh-huh.
0: What gave you, if you could share, what were, what gave you that self-directed courage, though? Because it's easy to just say, just do it and put yourself out there or apply. But I mean, was there anything that stood out for you in doing that, that gave you that
1: courage? I would say just thinking that what's the worst that could happen? Mm -hmm. You know, it was the courage that, you know, I guess I didn't fear rejection too much at the time. I don't know if I was just young in my career that if I didn't get it, I would be distraught. Part of it could have been that it wasn't that one thing that I had to have. And if I didn't get it, I would be crushed. Mm -hmm. It was It was, I saw it as an opportunity for career growth. It was taking me to the next level in my career. And like I said, I just applied for it. And um, lucky for me, I don't know if it's luck, but lucky for me, I was selected and it really turned into huge career growth opportunities for me because I learned some key aspects of the business that shaped me into the position or shaped me to be ready for the position that I now hold. Um, So on the flip side of that, which I think is equally important um, from the self-directed decisions that you make along the way, is I, I have seen where opportunities present themselves to people. For example, if a supervisor or a senior leader or a colleague says, hey, there's this program that you would be great for. You should look into it. Or here's this opportunity. You would be great for it. And. People don't have their internal self-confidence. They're like, oh, no, I don't know that. You know, I'm not familiar with that. That's not my background. I don't have training in that. So they immediately think that they can't do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the point I'm trying to make in this is if a senior leader sees something in you that you don't see in yourself, that means they believe. That you are capable and they believe that you can do it because they're not going to risk their reputation by recommending you for this particular opportunity or this program if they don't think you can do it because if you fail, they fail. And specifically for me, this happened probably 15 years into my career. I was on vacation. And I got a phone call from the secretary saying, you know, Mr. So-and-so would like to speak with you. And I was like, oh, no, you know, they're calling me <laughs> on vacation. right? You're fired. <laughs> right? That, you're like, what happened? You know, so but what it really was, it was a time sensitive opportunity. They needed someone to lead this program. He thought I was the right person for it. And he said, um, will you do it? And it was really, I'll say a leap of faith. I did not have the background. I didn't have the training, but because he reached out to me and said, I would like you to lead it. I said, yes, and jumped in with both feet and I figured it out as I went. And fortunately, again, it worked out for me. So I'm very much an advocate on, even if you don't think that you have the training or the background or the capabilities um, to do something if someone else thinks that you can trust in them and go for it and, and give it your best. And you can figure it out along the way that not letting, um, fear is not, no, I got that backwards. Courage is not letting fear overcome you Mm -hmm. in your success and Mm -hmm. just having that courage and, and trust in yourself and believe in yourself. So I guess the the key takeaway
0: was that was like the senior leader had like essentially handpicked you for this role and said you would be perfect for it so he believed in you he trusted in you to get the job done and i'm sure there was a level of trust between the two of you and you probably had already like a good strong reputation in your field
1: yeah and and 15 years of demonstrated performance do you know what i mean so you had that credibility Exactly. I had demonstrated that I could lead projects. I had demonstrated Mm -hmm. that I was reliable and dependable and I could get things done. And I was motivated and courageous and would figure things out. I was a Mm -hmm. solution person. So I would presume that because of all those things I've demonstrated through my first 15 years of my career, that that led him to an observation that I would be the right person to take on this program. And they needed to get someone in there quickly. So he said, I think you'd be the right person. Will you do it? It was a very short conversation of, we have this program. We need someone to lead it. I think you'd be great. Will you do it? And I said, yes. (laughs) And when I got back from vacation, I figured out what it was. So just
0: really quickly, I mean, you are one of probably the most optimistic, positive people I have ever met in my career. So with that being said, right, there is nothing, right, in in the short time that I have known you in the last five or six years that you've never said no to, you're like, yep, I'm going to figure it out um, some way, some form, right? Did you feel, though, I'm curious, because when I talk a little bit later about saying no to opportunities, did you, you didn't, you had to make a quick decision on this, whether yes, you're in or no, you weren't in. Did you feel a little pressure to say yes, or were you just
1: 100% in, nope, I got this? Sarah, I will say I no, I did not feel any pressure, okay. but I think that's my nature. I right. I'm I'm a go-getter. I'm an opportunist. I'm like, yeah, this sounds like it could be fun or exciting or whatever. Okay. I I get um, a thrill from opportunity. So the fear comes later. I jump in with, yeah, this is great. Let's do it. And, you know, and it's exciting. So the pressure part when not come in, I was just like, it's something new. It's great. Let's just do it. So that's that's my nature, whether it is to my benefit or to my default. That's my nature. So, no,
0: and I think that's good because I'm going to, we're going to briefly speak on that a little bit later about saying the no and, and figuring out if you're, if you're, if you are on the fence. And I think one of the questions I do ask that I have people consider is, does this opportunity excite you? And from what you're telling me, yeah, you were the problem solver. You love to take new opportunities, figure out things, projects um, of that nature. And it excited you. And that's really important. And I think that's what can help you get you not only the person believing in you and trusting in you from higher level, but also you feeling those things inside internally to you to move forward. So with that being said, you actually told me kind of a funny story recently too about a colleague in the last couple of years that came to you for a little bit of mentoring and some career advice, um, because there was an opportunity for them, a new career opportunity, and they were unsure if they were going to pursue it or not.
1: Oh yes. Yes. (laughs) I know this. (laughs) I know this story. Um, Vividly. So yeah, so I had um, someone come to me who has been working with the organization for a while, and they had a career opportunity, and they weren't quite sure whether they should take it. And I have observed this person develop and grow in their skill sets and their capabilities. And she was ready. She was so ready. In fact, she was so ready that my words to her was, if you don't take this opportunity, I will lose respect for you. Seriously, because you can do this. There's no reason you can't do this. You have a network of people. You know This is the next step for you. You're ready. I wouldn't recommend it. I would not say these things to you if I didn't totally, truly believe in you that you were ready. If you weren't ready, I would say so. And I say, go for it. You got this. It's all you. And, and she we, did.
0: <laughs> I know. And from what, I, what I'm told and what I've seen, she's been extremely successful at it. Um, but I do have to admit, I... I was kind of shocked when you first told me the story and you told me that your words were I'll lose respect. Cause I was like, wow, that was very honest feedback on your end. And that just showed how much you believed and trusted in that person. And I'm glad they took your advice and did it. Um, cause, um, (laughs) but yeah, I don't know. Maybe that'd be a conversation later to have with that person. I wonder how that, if that was like a driving factor for them to have that much, um, I don't know. I, I, I think that would definitely, I don't know. I'll just, I'm kind of at a loss for words because that was very good. I think very good direct input in how much you believed in that person. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that to someone before. So I just thought it was different. Um, I have jokingly said with a couple of my colleagues or people I've been mentoring, oh, if you don't do this, I'm going to be mad at you. Ha ha ha. But <laughs> it's not really. Um, I think cause I probably hide behind it a little bit as a little bit of a comfort, like part joke, part truth, but the respect thing, I think that was big, but yeah, she went on to take the position and do wonderful things with that. So what about with starting this podcast?
1: (laughs) How's courage played a fear in that for both of us? So, um, starting this podcast, um, As we've shared before, this was a passion of both of ours that had been poking at us for a while. And finally, we just said yes. So an interesting thing, um, Sarah and I, you and I are, um, we're different creatures. Sarah is very methodical. Sarah likes to read the directions and figure (laughs) it out. And like she said earlier, she likes to be, have everything all organized and so forth, which is great. Um, And I love that about her. And I feel like that we really complement each other in our um, characteristic differences where I am, as it's, you know, been expressed in this conversation so far. I'm a, let's just jump in and figure it out as we go. Let's just do it. Yeah, we're going to do it. And that was great. And that's what we did. We jumped right in. I mean, we didn't have a background in podcasting. Um, you know, we just had to order the microphone. We had to figure out what software to use and what hosting we're going to use and all that. And We just, we figured it out as we went. Now, Sarah was probably behind the scenes reading all the details. <laughs> all <laughs> well, right. that's cl- I'm just clicking away and making things happen and and it's great. And then when we published our first podcast, it was that great feeling of success of, yeah, we did it. We did it. We're actually doing this and it felt really good. Um, But then that comes into um, the fear of success, right? So we did our first podcast. We launched it. We're great. We're out there in the universe. People are listening. People are liking Um, but then it's like, okay, so this is what we said we're going to do. We are creating a work BFF movement for women. So now we really got to do it. We have to keep going. It's not just a one and done. It's not one touchdown, one touchdown. It's, we have to do it. So we're doing it. So I wouldn't say that I have fear of failure, Because I just don't think that's my way. I think that it's more of the fear of success, fear of actually making it happen. Because um, I will push on and push on and push on um, until it hurts me if I have to, to achieve success. So I think that um, with this in particular, I'm very excited that we did it. I don't think I had any fear on the front end. I think it was once we actually launched that that's when a little bit of fear may have kicked in of... You know, are people going to like what we have to say? Are they going to like the platform that we do it in? Are they going to like the topics that we decide to talk about? Are they going to, you know, are they going to like it? And then my feelings may be hurt if people don't like it, but it it wasn't so much of a fear because I'm also, if it doesn't work out, then I applaud myself that we tried and Mm -hmm. woohoo, let's celebrate. We tried, we did it. We did what other people will only talk about or think about and never Mm -hmm. do. So I would applaud our success that we actually did it.
0: So, right. Let me me get my thoughts together. Um, (laughs) I think I'm over the fear of failure with the podcast. Um, I am, because I feel like what could fail now, right? If we tried and it didn't catch on, and it's six months from now, a year from now, what have you, where we decide to say, yep, this is it, we're done. We tried. And to me, and like you were just saying, that's a hell of a lot more than what a lot of people can say. Because a lot of people talk, the could have, should have, would have, like going back to you were talking about like career wise too. Oh, I could have done this. I could have done that. Should have done that. Should have made this decision. And we did. We jumped right in. For me, the fear is more like of the critique, maybe a little bit of embarrassment because – But maybe more so the critique, because we're learning as we go. And um, for me, that's a big thing, especially we're not in a bubble anymore. We're not in this little safe bubble where like at work where I'm like, okay, I only have 20, 30, maybe 40 people max participating in this event I'm doing. Um, So the critique, the feedback back is going to be small. We're putting this out into the world and we really I don't want to say we don't know what we're doing. We do know what we're doing a lot of ways and a lot of ways we don't. We're learning as we go. So to me, it's more the critique where um, the feedback we might get, like, this sucks, this is boring, you're not talking about anything interesting, yada, yada, yada. But then I'm also like, well, what are you doing? Or what what would be a better way of doing it, right? So to me, it's getting that critique or um, and a little bit of embarrassment. but. I guess what helps me with the courage or getting over the fear of this is looking at all the other podcasters, um, whether they're business industry, educational industry, or like my favorite true crime is going back to their first seasons and first couple episodes. And I'm like, ooh, they don't sound as good then that they do today. So it was like a learning and growing, growing thing for them. So I think that's what's helping me is just knowing we all have to... We just have to push through those barriers and there's going to, there's always, fear is going to be there, but it's either can let it control you and never do anything in life. And then 10, 20 years down the road, it's a coulda, shoulda, woulda, or you can just like go with it and learn to deal with it.
1: Oh yeah, most definitely. And you know, one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to is Entrepreneurs on Fire. Mm -hmm. And one of the greatest things I've learned from listening to that podcast is every entrepreneur, they have successes and they have failures. And some of them have had big failures where their whole big idea, they invested everything they owned and they collapsed. Mm-hmm. But they have that passion in them. They have right. an entrepreneur in them. And then they do it again and risk everything again and again and again. And I think that is where the courage comes from and believing in what it is that you're trying to do. And you and I really both believe in this Work BFF mentoring movement that we're trying to start here. So I think that- You know, we're going to put our all into it and we'll see where it goes. And hopefully our listeners, our future work BFFs will love it as much as we do. Exactly.
0: All right. So the flip side of all of that, what I wanted to talk about is the courage to say no. So it's been my experience, again, speaking from my experience, but as well as many years working in organizational employee development, coaching others, mentoring is Learning to say no can actually be one of the most important, if not fundamental, career lessons. And I know, and life lessons, and Kelly's ears are probably like, oh my gosh, no, <laughs> like don't go there. But. <laughs> so I'm telling you guys out there to write this down, and I will stand behind this. You do not have to take every opportunity that presents itself to you, no matter the offerer. And that's whoever's coming to you and presenting this offer to you to do. And let me repeat this again for those in the back in case you didn't hear it. You do not have to take every opportunity that presents itself to you no matter the offer. Now, I do want to caveat that 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 does take some level of emotional intelligence. You just can't go around telling people no. Senior leaders, supervisors, colleagues, blah, blah, blah. You, you got to know certain things. Obviously, um, you just don't want to be the no person or he or she. They always say no to everything. So, But what I'm specifically talking about, the courage to say no, is just thinking about how many times have you been up to your forehead with projects or assignments, and yet you're still saying yes to requests coming your way, whether it's from a supervisor, another senior leader, or colleagues, other teams, etc., And we all do this. I am a repeat offender in this. And I was for a really long time. And we say yes for various reasons, right? So a really quick story I want to share is um, I was really bad at this. And this was about 10 years ago during a performance review with a supervisor. Um, They were giving my end-of-year performance review. Um, That person I admire so much. They are freaking awesome. They still are to this day. Um, Still talk to them. Still get mentorship from them some of the feedback that was provided to me was, quote unquote, she was going to keep dumping projects on me until I said no.
1: Well, let me ask you, uh-huh. how did you feel about that? Did you feel taken advantage of? Did you feel flattered? What did you feel about that where she's like, I'm just going to keep doing it till you say no? None of the Bob. I was like, challenge, accept it. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and let me remind you, i had already been um, part of this person's team at least three years by this time. And I had grown so much and learned so much. in those three years, again, I kind of went out of my comfort zone by applying for a position in her team. It was a completely different organization. But I was like challenge accepted. But by that time, she saw it and I didn't. And it could have came with experience, you know, she was more seasoned, What you know, but I was that yes person. Oh, give me. I am so eager to learn and grow. And especially at that time, I was like, give me, give me, give me, give me. Even if I wasn't going to make more money, even if it wasn't going to promote me, I just wanted to learn and be a very well-rounded individual in my field or working in human resources. But the backside of that is I was burnt out. By the time we had that conversation, I was already burnt out and she saw it. And I, for whatever reason, at that time, I didn't see it as having the courage to have that conversation with her. I did. It took about two years later to have the courage to start saying, no, I can't take that on. I have these other priorities. Um, But no, I was like, challenge, accept it, girl. And it was like another one to two years that I continued to burn myself out until I was resentful and I was very unhappy. But I had no one to blame except for myself. So it got me thinking, I don't want people to make the same mistake I did. You, we, None of us should feel obligated to immediately just say yes to, to, to opportunities, right? Um, so I just wanted to share some thoughts or some tips um, that all of us could consider or should consider before either saying yes or saying no. Um, sometimes maybe we're on the fence, we're undecided. But a lot of times I've, I have found um, through myself, but also through other colleagues is we hold on to a belief that saying no should be in avoided at all costs. And the truth is, this isn't true. And this is actually a belief that holds a lot of us back or prevents us from really pursuing what's important to us or fulfilling or making us happy. So uh, the three things I wanted to share with this with, again, before considering saying yes or no, is to it's really important as individuals that we know our priorities, our boundaries, and we communicate them. So the most important question I can say you can ask yourself when a new opportunity comes your way and this is in your current job, your current position, and a new project, task, etc., is coming your way. Is do you have time to take this on? That's an honest question you need to ask yourself. I did not ask myself that ten years ago. Had I on- asked myself, I'd probably said no. But it's okay. I'm going to make it work, right? There's, but no. So is ask yourself, do you have time to take this on? Also, reflect and understand what your priorities and your boundaries are. And this goes professionally and personally. I worked with people at that time. It was four o'clock or 4.30. It was quitting time. They they closed their laptops. They left the office. And I'm just like, must be nice. Must be nice. Like, you know, we all, you know, we've been there. But they had boundaries and priorities at the time. And me, I did. I wanted to climb the ladder. I want the next position. So I felt like I, I... No one told me I had to, but I felt like I had to take it on. So it's just knowing your boundaries, your priorities, and just remembering you can't say yes to everything. Your resources are limited. Your time is limited. There's only so many hours in the day. And you need to have that talk with your supervisor or with whomever is asking you to be a part of whatever new initiative, a project, or role, etc. And then the next thing is to know your Why? So some things to think about. Does the opportunity align with your career goals? Does it draw on your strengths? Does it excite you? And I could hear all those things when Kelly was talking earlier with some of her examples, um, especially the one when that new project was coming to her and she got that call on vacation from the big, the big guy upstairs and was like, hey, you're the perfect person for this. She was excited about it even though she didn't know, you know, what it was going to bring her or if she was, you know, um, it wasn't going out of the realm of what she does day to day, but it excited her. So if it excites you, by all means, go for it. Um, And then I want to end with the last tip or thought is emotional talents. Oh, excuse me, emotional intelligence. So be assertive for yourself, be honest and be considerate. So All of those things go hand in hand. So, when you're provided an opportunity or asked if you want to participate in something, be assertive, be honest, and be considerate. Um, You don't have to be rude when turning down people. You don't have to overly apologize. Oh, I'm so sorry. I would love to take this, but yada, yada, yada. Just be honest. Don't make excuses and don't apologize. And also, a lot of times, Sometimes it is a, not a lot of times, sometimes it is a good opportunity, but it's just not the right time for you. And I read something recently about a, um, a gentleman who had an opportunity to do an animation with Pixar. This was years ago, and he declined it. It was a great opportunity, but he had so much going on in his life at that time that he turned it down. And I'm sure people, friends, family, colleagues were like, you are freaking crazy. How could you do that? But fast forward to years later, he got this massive deal with Netflix to do an animation series through them. So it just shows you sometimes that saying no isn't always a bad thing um especially if the opportunity is right for you it just might not be the right time for it so those are my tips for um or thoughts in consideration of saying no so wrapping up um with this segment or this episode kelly is what is one thing that comes to mind that you would love for our work BFFs out there to know about
1: um courage i would say and i don't think it'll be surprising
0: <laughs> go for the
1: gold <laughs> go for the gold <laughs> To my work BFFs, I will always tell you, have the courage to take the opportunity, even if you aren't the expert, you'll figure it out. And again, like aligning with what Sarah said that, you know, if it aligns with your goals and if the timing is right, and if you've done that self-assessment, um, then I would say have the courage, take the opportunity. Don't let fear hold you back because You have to believe in yourself, especially when others believe in you that you can do it. Take that opportunity and go for it. You're smart. You'll figure it out. I believe in you. That's awesome. So I'm
0: going to end with um, learning to say no has been one of the best things I've done for myself. Um, Remember, it's better to say no than to be resentful or overworked later. Again, there's a lot of other considerations that go into that before you get there. You just don't want to say no just to say no. But the biggest question you really should ask yourself before saying yes or no is, do I have time for this? Because time, I'm telling you, is the number one thing. It will make us or it will break us. So with that, I would like to thank everyone for listening. We appreciate you. And you can subscribe to listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher.
1: And we would love to hear from you. So drop us a comment on our Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn page, The Mentoring Lab Podcast. From your work BFFs, Be safe, be positive and tune in next week.